0: Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 100, Wednesday, November 11th, 2020, and we have reached a major milestone here. Ladies and gentlemen, that's right. This brings us to 100 episodes of the Doggy Juice Podcast. I can't believe this day is finally here. It's been such a fun ride over the last two and a half years of doing this podcast, and I truly can't thank all of you listeners enough for helping me get the pod to where it is today. We've come a long way since episode one, the Doggy Juice Sports Betting Ten Commandments, and I have a special surprise in store to celebrate this week. It's Veterans Day today, as I record this Wednesday morning. Special shout out to all of you veterans out there. My dad's a non-veteran, so he taught me early on to support the shit out of our vets so in the spirit of veterans day and to celebrate our 100th episode i decided to reach out to all of my former doggy juice pod guests we've had a grand total of 28 different guests here on the doggy juice pod over the last 99 episodes so i reached out to all of my former guests to see if they wanted to send in a quick 30 second to one minute audio clip uh, for the podcast today and this week or Of whatever they wanted to send, maybe a best bet this weekend in the NFL, college football or the Masters, a college basketball future, a betting angle that they might have, whatever they wanted to do. And I got submissions from most of my former guests, and the responses I got were absolutely incredible. So I'm going to start off the podcast by playing these audio clips because I can't think of a better way to celebrate 100 episodes of Doggy Juice than by hearing from my incredible former guests who. Helped to make this podcast what it is today. And that's one that not only keeps listeners up to date on the latest happenings in state by state sports betting legalization here in the US, but more importantly, a podcast that helps educate bettors, both new and experienced, and teaches bettors and all of my listeners how to think like a sharp sports bettor and attack things the right way and create a fun community. Of the like minded betters who want to help one another win more in the long run and have fun doing it. So, here are the quick audio snippets that I received from so many of my former guests in no particular order. I hope you enjoy.
1: What's up, Mikey? Congrats to you, brother. 100 episodes of the Doggy Juice podcast. You're getting old. 100 episodes. I love your content, I love your process. The way you get to a team. It might not be the sexiest team in the world, but it's usually right team and right price. And you know how much I love right team, right price. Keep doing what you're doing. Love your stuff. You want to pick? Oh, you want to pick too. Oh, mm. Kirk Cousins, Bears offense, good defenses. Monday night, prime time, I'll go under 45, Bears and Vikings. Congrats though. 100 episodes, big deal. And here's to you. What is up, everybody? It is the Danimal checking in, and I am colder than a freezer in Antarctica right now. It is awful, but this is not about me and my awful picks. I just want to say congrats to the Doggy Juice episode 100. How about it? I remember talking about this podcast way before it even started. So again, shout out, Doggy Juice. Keep grinding, brother. Keep doing you, and here's to 100 more. Saints plus nine for your mortgage.
2: Hey, what's up? It's your boy Oliver from the Top Class Finish, and on behalf of myself, Andy, Quincy, and Nate, we just want to give a major, massive shout out to our boy Roselli for hitting his 100th episode—the big 100. Massive milestone in the podcast world. If people only knew how hard this actually is, <laughs> you would be celebrating just like we're celebrating. With that being said, I get a chance to talk to the boys about a bet that we can give you for this give you a couple winners but i do have one if you can find good odds on tottenham to finish in the top four to make champions league in the premier league i would try to hit that and also to all the spurs fans out there this is the year you guys win your first trophy spurs lifts the trophy in the europa league it's another one that you can cash home later on this year or later on in 2021 and uh this is all about mike so once again, we love you, Mike. We love the doggy juice. Congratulations on your 100 episodes, and we look forward to being on the uh, show soon. So we'll holler you later, bro. Peace. As fun as a backdoor cover to hit a multi-team teaser can be,
3: nothing can match our adventures with Mike Roselli on the banks of Rome's Tiber River.
4: What we might never forgive is 2016 Chicago Cubs for rallying in historic fashion against our Cleveland Indians. We can honestly say that the Doggy Juice podcast and its principles have really enabled us to go from two squares just trying to get lucky to seasoned amateur bettors who have built a solid bankroll over the last couple of years.
3: Both Vince and I are great believers in luck, but we find the Doggy Juice pod has taught us that the harder we work, the more luck we will have. Salute. Here's to the next 100 episodes. Salute, Roselli. Double Trouble, signing
4: off. It's your boy Little Gary coming at you live from Eastern Iowa. Uh, in Eastern Iowa, we say a few words a little differently. We don't say creek, we say crick. We don't say Washington, we say Warshington. And the last thing we say a little differently is, can you hear it? oh,
5: oh, oh!
4: That's right, we don't say wolf, we say woof. Look for Matthew Wolf to dominate at the Masters. Easily I can't believe you're getting plus money. On a top 20 finish, no brainer. On to the NFL, I know that the Penix is mightier than the sword. Michigan State stinks. Hammer the Hoosiers. Their O line looks great. Just it's a no brainer play. Speaking of no brainers, Kyler Murray rushing is tied for third in touchdowns, as many as Derrick Henry. Yet every week. Every week, you can get plus juice on him scoring a rushing touchdown. Last week was plus 140. The week before, plus 150. This is getting stupid, guys. Free cheese. Take it. Num nom, 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 Speaking of free cheese, why do people like the Chargers? They stink. They're horrible. It's like it's like Philip Rivers 2.0 is Justin Herbert. The guys won a game. A game. As many as Tyrod Taylor. A game. Like, this is stupid. I've seen the Dolphins dip down below three points at times. They're traveling across the country to go to Miami, which is actually a good team. Hammer to ah ah, ah ah And let's get it rolling. Let's get these bankrolls giddy up and going. Lastly, I have a question for the juice. My book... Has recently been doing all sorts of, like promotions and boosts. Um, are those boosts like last night was Cam Newton plus Patriots money line? If Cam Newton scores a touchdown plus Patriots money line, that's plus one seventy five. Are those boosts like to trick you in order to like throw away money, or are they true like promotions to get more people to play? Like, is it like are they worth the math? That's what I need to know. I'll hang up and listen.
6: The Doggy Juice Pod hits one
1: hundred.
6: This is Dobezilla. I just wanted to call in, make sure I uh, told you congrats on hitting 100 episodes, just absolutely outstanding man. Um, There really is no one better at handicapping sports and um, also being such a huge advocate for the game and all the sports we love. Um, Keep it up and hope to be involved in the next 100 as well.
3: Hey, everybody, this is Sage, a.k.a. Better Call Paul. Wanted to wish the Doggy Juice podcast a very happy 100th episode. Happy to be a part of uh, a few of the shows. Um, Looking forward to working with you in the future. Can't wait to see what you got on special for the 100th episode this week. Uh, wanted to give a few plays out for this week early Uh, only two that are sticking out to me right now Uh, one I have already placed and the other one I'm placed a small bet but looking at hopefully it gets a little higher we got the over in Eagles and Giants currently at 44 Um, I think these two teams they played a few weeks ago should have gone over uh, the 45 and a half I believe it was Um, just came up kind of short a few turnovers but I already placed that one and then looking at the under and the Rams Seahawks game currently at 55 and a half. Uh, I know the Seahawks score a lot, defense isn't that great, but Uh, I feel like the Rams coming off a bye, be able to slow things down a little bit. Uh, And then offense, you know, they're not super dynamic anymore, but they uh, are able to move the ball as well as a run game. So looking at the under 55 and a half, put a small bet on that, but hoping that it goes up and uh, just wanted to wish again, uh, the doggy juice podcast, a happy 100th. And you can follow me at better underscore call Paul. And that is B E T T O R. Underscore call Paul. Thank you. Have a great day.
1: What up, Doggy Juice? It's your boy, Big Safari, a.k.a. part of the legendary Chicago sports meme team, Cron Harper. Just wanted to say congrats on 100 episodes. We're all so proud and happy for you. You're a true educator. You know, you've helped teach me that maybe research over blind Chicago Bears fandom is a better way to approach sports betting. So I really appreciate that. You know, my uh, picks for the rest of the season, keep an eye out for value on uh, overs for passing touchdowns and rush yards for a lot of these young quarterbacks as they really keep ascending. You know, Kyler, Tua, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, you know, there's been some good value there. And I would also say to, you know, Danny Dimes, all jokes aside about him falling down on that long run. He has some wheels and is leading the Giants in rushing this year. So, you know, let's uh, make some money. Congrats, uh, Doggy Juice. You know, keep killing it. So proud of you. Um, here's to 100,000 more episodes.
3: Hey, Mike. This is Eric Dewberry. I uh, wanted to congratulate you on the 100th episode of the Doggy Juice podcast. Uh, awesome achievement for a fun and informative uh, listen on all things sports betting. Uh, As far as best bets this weekend, um, I'm liking the Bears with the points. Uh, You know, Matt Nagy is undefeated against division rivals not named the Packers. And I feel like the Vikings have just played a a glut of poor defenses lately, and they're going to have their hands full with their trip to Chicago. Again, uh, congratulations, Mike, and here's to 100 more.
5: Cheers. Hey Mike, what's going on? It's Alan. Just want to congratulate you on 100 episodes of the Doggy Juice Pod. Quite an accomplishment and absolutely my favorite podcast to listen to every week. In honor of your 100th episode, I'm going to give you a free futures presidential pick. I like Ben Sass, the Republican senator from Nebraska, as the favorite to win the 2024 nomination and lose to Kamala Harris. You're welcome. Congratulations, man.
3: Doggy Juice, Mr. Roselli. Philly Fran here. Congrats on number 100. That's quite an achievement. It's been fun listening over the past two-plus years. A lot of great guests have come through, and even better, a lot of great picks, cashing money left and right. I'll leave you with a master's pick for the weekend. Uh, This guy has two top 10 finishes at Augusta in the past two years, also has two top eight finishes at majors this year, and that's Tony Finau. You can get him roughly around plus 3,200. Take it, cash it, go have fun with that extra money. Hey, this is Marcus Danitto
7: managing editor at Bet Chicago and Bet Indiana News with a hearty congratulations to Mike Rosselli on his 100th episode of the Doggy Juice podcast and a message to his listeners about enjoying sports betting responsibly. Remember, listeners, you are not going to get rich betting on sports. In fact, 99% of us will lose money over the long term. And that's fine as long as we're losing a mouse that we're comfortable losing. Having a budget for your sports betting bake roll is a must. Let's say this budget allows you to bet $100 on Sunday football games. If you lose all $100, no big deal. That was really money well spent. Is that $100 bought you what? Ten hours of entertainment. That's better value than you get any time you go to the dinner or to the movies. And the beauty of sports betting is you win about 50% of the time. I can't remember a single time I went out to dinner or to the movies and came back
6: with more money than I left with. Hey, Mike. It's Vito, your Italian roommate. Can you believe that we've been friends for over a dozen years already? It's crazy, isn't it? I just want to say congratulations to you on your 100th episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. It's uh, truly an accomplishment what you've done. You know, I was always the, that guy that just bet on sports when I was in Vegas and just headed to the sports book. I'd just throw some money around and, and hope I hit some, but didn't have a real plan. But since you started this podcast, I, I really learned how to, to look at the numbers and, and really bet on, on what made sense and not just have some fun you know, I've become a much smarter better. So I really appreciate that. And, you know, it's a lot because of what you talk about and and what you've done in your pod. So, you know, how does the saying go? Joe's bet teams, pros bet numbers. Well, I'm certainly not a pro, but I've definitely become a much better better because of you. So thanks again and congratulations. Keep up the good work and cheers to another hundred episodes. Mike, congrats 100 episodes.
0: Thanks for all the uh, education that you've provided, all the picks and the leans on the way. I'm certainly no expert, but during Masters week, I'm going to take my shot hoping that two guys carry over their success from Houston. I got Matsuyama 40 to 1, and I'm going to take Brooks 16 to 1. Hopefully one of those two hit. For maybe the safer play or the less of the long shot, I'm going to go Tony Finau even money to finish top 20. Um, here's to uh, 100 more, best
6: of luck
5: Hey Mike, thanks for including me in the 100th episode, that's pretty cool I'm honored to be part of it my actionable tips are for college hoops and particularly to do research and coaching changes and not put too much weight into returning production early in the season so for the latter, it's a huge talking point among media and analysts, they'll say oh this team is mature and experienced and I personally think that it inflates the market early. So let's look back at last season. Seven teams that had the most returning production in 2019 want to combine 28-40-2 and against the spread in their first 10 games. Now, teams with the most returning minutes this season per Bart Torrick are Texas, who I can't wait to fade under this premise, East Carolina, Marshall, USC Upstate, Richmond, and Loyola Chicago. Secondly, we know that college hoops totals are really vulnerable, right? So let's do it important to do a research on coaching changes. A few that stood out to me were Air Force, they'll play with a much slower tempo. Georgia Southern will have a slower pace as well. Green Bay, a much slower tempo. Loyola Marmont, they'll have a faster pace. And there's two others that stuck out to me, and aren't we in luck they actually play on opening night? Andy Kennedy, he was formerly at the SEC Network, but he was also an Old Miss head coach back when they had Marshall Henderson in that crew. Led the SEC in scoring in 2013. He's now at UAB, who plays Alcorn State, who has a new head coach named Landon Boosie. Now, this is crazy. Digging deep here. Boosie came from Prairie View A&M, who was a top 60 team in tempo last season but also ranked 351st in free throw rate meaning they play really aggressive defense they'll turn it over sometimes but they'll also foul a ton which will lead to untimed points of the free throw line if you're thinking i can't wait to bet alcorn state and uab this one's for you i'll be looking to bet the over
8: Hey Mike, it's Matt Landis with the Props and Hops podcast, and I gotta say, I'm really digging your new theme music. It's kinda like I've heard it somewhere before. In all seriousness, big congratulations on your 100th episode. I'm here to hopefully help build the bankroll so you and your listeners can celebrate the milestone in style, looking at an NFL primetime teaser on the Week 10 board. Thursday night football, taking the Colts up to plus 8 at the Titans, and on Sunday night football, taking the Ravens down to minus 1 at the Patriots. In the first leg, I think recency bias is selling the Colts short and giving the Titans too much credit, the Colts lost the turnover battle last week to the Ravens, and that includes a 65-yard fumble recovery return for a touchdown for Baltimore, and Tennessee, on the other hand, plus two in turnovers last week at Chicago, including a 63-yard fumble recovery return for a touchdown of their own. So turnovers and defensive touchdowns, obviously very important stats in determining who wins and covers a given game, but they're not very predictive. So I think we've got a lot of noise from last week that works against the Colts and favors the Titans, and I think we see a truer signal when those two teams go head-to-head this week. And the second leg, Baltimore minus one at the Patriots on Sunday night, it's a short week for the Patriots coming in off of Monday Night Football, and Cam Newton looked pretty banged up. He carried the ball 10 times, a lot of those in crucial short yardage situations, and I expect the Ravens' defense to really get after him. New England was also outgained by more than a yard and a half per play at the Jets, so that makes me happy to fade them in this spot, making the Ravens the second leg of the teaser. So the props and hops best bet to commemorate the 100th episode of the Doggy Juice Pod, a teaser Colts plus 8 at the Titans paired with the Ravens minus 1 at the Patriots.
0: Wow. That was so fucking awesome. Somehow, That also became a really cool way to crowdsource some good betting ideas. And yes, little Yeri, those odds boosters that you see on points bet and some of the other sites are usually sucker bets and almost always not good enough to play unless the bets have standalone value in their own right, of course. Thank you to all of my former Doggy Juice Pod guests who participated in this. I truly can't thank you enough for helping me make this podcast seem somewhat legit. And as a thank you for coming on the podcast and helping shape it into what it is today, I am gifting each and every one of you who submitted audio this week with... Drumroll, please. (laughs) A piece of Tony Finau and Hideki Matsuyama in the Masters this weekend. I was glad to hear Philly Fran on Finau 2, that sharp stuff. We had 16 total audio submissions from 20 former guests. I know Oliver spoke on behalf of all four of the Top Class Finish Pod lads. So I will be giving the 20 of you a $10 bet split evenly on Finau and Matsuyama to win the Masters this week. That's Finau at 33-1 to 1 odds and Matsuyama at 30-1 to 1 odds. If either one hits, I will send you your winnings via Venmo or QuickPay, however you want it. That'll be 165 bucks to you if Finau wins, or 150 bucks your way if Hideki wins. I'll tweet out screenshots of our bets on the Doggy Juice Twitter and Instagram accounts at Doggy Juice Thursday morning. But don't worry, I've already made those bets on our behalf, so they're already locked in for us, and friggin' Bet Rivers wouldn't allow me to get down more than 50 bucks on Matsuyama, those wimps. You'll see when I post the screenshot. And don't worry, for those of you across state lines, this is your attorney here telling you that it's completely legal because I am the one who placed the bets and I am doing the staking here as a gift to my former guests and I am gifting my guests the winnings if either of our golfers hit. So regulators out there investigating DraftKings right now who somehow might be listening to this. It's not an interstate wager. It's a gift to my wonderful and valuable former guests here on the Doggy Juice Pod, who I cannot thank enough for taking the time to come on this podcast and share their insights with all of my listeners. I know that everyone who has been on board since day one appreciates it, so I want to give you guys some added action for this weekend. Consider it a $10 free roll on the Masters this week, your $10 Finau Swag free roll and Matsuyama Mamamiya free roll. And to add on to that gift, you better believe I will be buying a beer for each and every one of you former guests the next time we're out together once this pandemic shit finally ends. Your choice on the beer, whatever fine establishment we may find ourselves in, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming on, and a sincere thank you to you, the listener, for all of your support over the last two years. We're 100 episodes in now, and I can't wait to see where we go with the next 100 All right, we've got work to do, but before we dive in, a quick shout out to Matt Landis, who you all heard from just a little bit ago, for bringing me on as the first guest of his podcast props and hops over the weekend you can find that by searching for props and hops on apple podcasts or spotify or just google it i brought matt on here as a guest just a few weeks ago Uh, and all of you listen listen to that podcast episode know how sharp he is so you absolutely should be adding his podcast to your weekly rotation anyway but it was fun deep diving into sports betting legalization and betting philosophy with matt on his podcast which he released this tuesday we also discussed the legacy of the late great David Malinsky, who Matt used to do a podcast with. And uh, we even dove into the Chicago beer and pizza scene together. It was really fun uh, talking to him and discussing the stuff that we discussed. So be sure to check out uh, Props and Hops, that most recent episode on there. And thanks again uh, to Matt for having me on. Before we dive into the good stuff, a quick recap of last week. It was yet another winning week on the Doggy Juice Pod. Our incredible year of podcast plays continues. We won with our biggest plays of the week in both college football and the NFL with the Arizona with Arizona State um, easily covering that plus eleven against Matt Landis's USC. How the hell did USC pull that one out of their ass at the end, though? They essentially needed three separate long shot events to happen at the very end. The Spartans, in order to win that game outright against the Sun Devils, they had those. They needed two fourth and long conversions. One of them was for a touchdown and an onside kick. And then they also needed ASU to not win it at the very end with a field goal. They needed to get that stop at the end. So it was pretty wild. You could have caught a very, very big long shot price on the Spartans live uh, to win the game outright uh, towards the end of that one. But Arizona State easily covered that one for us. It was never really in doubt. And, of course, in the NFL, the Saints easily covered our plus four and a half tickets and our underdog money line bets, beating the Bucks 38-3. to three. But a friendly reminder that I would have made my biggest bet of the decade on the Bucks catching 34 points at home in that one, and it would have lost. So just another reminder to always keep your bankroll and unit management in check. Anyway, uh, Florida also got there for us in college last Saturday, covering the 3.5, and, a half and the, ended up closing 3. They also won the game outright, of course, cashing our nice uh, plus money money line tickets at plus 135 or better. Michigan obviously did not get there at all. That was a very disappointing effort from the Wolverines, and kudos to the Hoosiers for being the clear better team in uh, that game from the opening kickoff. And the NFL, besides the Saints, are under in the Ravens-Colts game, got there with ease. That one ended up hitting 48, actually. So um, that one ended up cashing. The Giants ended up hitting plus three in the marketplace before kickoff against the Washington football team, and they won that game outright, easily covering our, our teaser legs in the process. The Cardinals, minus four, turned out to be a great value play. The game closed six, but it didn't matter because... The Dolphins won that game outright, so that one did not come home for us. Two of our three teaser legs hit, with the Giants and the Patriots getting there. The Patriots, I mean, crazy fashion at the end of that one. Very fortunate to get home in that end of the teaser, winning with the field goal at the very end. And the Jets not understanding the damn rules of the game, where uh, they could have taken advantage of of a penalty there to run some clock. But uh, there was great value on the Patriots anyway with that line closing ten nine and a half i know um i got down on the teaser leg at, at a minus one and a half and even some minus one on the six point teaser so uh, that was very nice catching a nice middle there with with the jets of course the colts did uh not even uh, or sorry did not take care of their end of the bargain even though we had nice uh clv in that one the colts actually closed the favorite in that game against the ravens and i I shit you not for the teaser of the week last week. I had Giants-Patriots queued up as the teaser of the week for the official Doggy Juice Pod teaser of the week, but it literally pulled an audible while recording and went with the Colts instead of the Giants. But it is what it is. That moves our teaser of the week record to 5-2 and two on the season here on the podcast after passing two of the weeks. Stay tuned because we have another teaser of the week at the end of this pod. All right, before I get to the Masters, Couch football in the NFL, I'd be remiss if I didn't say rest in peace to Alex Trebek and his incredible deadpan humor. If there's one thing that we can all take solace in at a time at the time of the death of someone legendary or so beloved like this, it's all the stories that come out after that person passes away. And hearing some of the incredible stories about Trebek and how he changed so many lives is so cool to hear. And, The whole thing that was going on last year with Jeopardy James changing the game and really more or less kind of normalizing professional sports betting and and, and kind of bringing that to light more and and helping lift the veil on sports betting. Trebek and Jeopardy played a really small role with that Um, so that was kind of cool last year that whole run with Jeopardy James and and I know a lot of uh, degenerates out there who love sports betting were tuning into Jeopardy on a daily basis when Jeopardy James was making his nice run so RIP to Alex Trebek. All right, it's time, baby. Let's dive in to betting on this weekend's November Masters at Augusta National.
7: From the Augusta National Golf Club in Augusta, Georgia, CBS Sports presents the Masters.
0: It's a very special Masters this year for obvious reasons in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic with this wonderful one-off November Masters. We're seeing a pretty big tweak in the format this year. We're going to see even fewer golfers make the cut now. Traditionally, the cut line at the Masters was that anyone in the low 50 and any player with intense strokes of the leader made the cut. But this year, only the low 50 players, including ties, will make the cut. And in the interest of dealing with November Masters with a lot fewer Hours of daily sunlight. Uh, That's a pretty smart move, it seems like. It's the first change to the Masters cut rules since 2013. Uh, Course facts. Obviously designed back in 1933. It's a par 72, 7,475 yards. Bent grass greens. The rough won't be that thick. Of course, nothing like we saw and we normally see in the U.S. Open. Of course, we all know Augusta. There's nothing quite like it, and it's on every sports fan's bucket list comps are tough to come by but i've said this for a while and it's pretty well established that the genesis open out in la the former la open is the most similar when you're looking for comps Um, it's a second shot course of course at the at augusta national where approach shots really do matter and greens and regulation means everything here and the course is playing long this week that seems to be the generally accepted fact how the course might be different this year versus previous years due to the difference in time of year is obviously a very interesting notion. There's less thickness in the trees, for one, and not to mention the lighting will shift rather dramatically, but it's still the same course, and it's still the same one that the golfers are used to. And um, Rain is something to definitely pay attention to, the rain that's already been hitting the area and that's on the forecast, it appears. Uh, to be pretty rain heavy at least early on so we're probably going to see some soft soft greens early in the tournament after a lot of rain this week that's been happening early on Thursday that eliminates the edge for the better putters but it does help a guy like Hideki Matsuyama who I will get to later um, also less rolling on tee shots and drives with that you know the rainy weather which could greatly benefit the longer hitters early on but Per Joe Pita, who I I highly recommend everyone reads his book and his addendum to his uh, 2019 master's preview that he did, he's got a 2020 addendum, but per Joe Pita, the softer greens also mean longer irons can be used, so it's a whole new world for golfers, but it's shaping, shaping up to be Faster greens over the weekend, possibly. Either way, the course is expected to play longer this year, like I said. Course history matters here more than any other PGA Tour event. As Joe Peta pointed out in his Masters preview last year, the year-to-year correlation in a golfer's strokes gained at the Masters is completely off the charts when you compare it uh, to other tournaments out there on the PGA Tour. Sergio Garcia is out after testing positive for COVID-19, no replacement for him. And back to Joe Pita, what he was saying, there's a fascinating thread that he posted on Twitter, um, pretty much about Bryson DeChambeau, and and obviously he's completely changed golf. He's, you know, it's, it's almost like Happy Gilmore was spot on many years ago, former PGA Tour pro Happy Gilmore. But DeChambeau is like the Tampa Bay Rays in the sense that his approach is going to Most likely changed the future of the way the game is played, and his strokes gained off the tee is just nothing short of incredible, and you should check out a very interesting tweet that Joe Pita uh, posted when you extrapolate his strokes gained off the tee stats, because he actually only averaged 299 yards per drive at the Masters. Um, The previous couple years, I believe, maybe it was just one year, but he's obviously going to be hitting it a lot further this time around, and that is a huge advantage for him, and he's literally, quite literally getting uh, an edge at the beginning to start every hole over everybody else, especially with the—he can afford to not hit them straight on the fairway with the lack of of rough and obviously not as many bunkers and— and less thickness in the trees, so it's really going to be interesting to watch DeChambeau. It's there's a, there's a reason why he's the shortest shot on the board, but um, he's really changing the way the game is played. And obviously, that's been covered by all the pundits this week. So I'm not breaking any news here. But the shortest shots on the board this year are the aforementioned Bryson Deschambeau in the eight to one range. Dustin Johnson is right there in the eight to nine, or sorry, eight to one, nine to one range, as well. John Rahm is right there. You can get him up to. Uh, North of ten to one, though, in some spots, and then you have Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy right there at around twelve to one, followed by Brooks Kepka and Xander Schauffele in the mid-teens. The medium shot board is where things get interesting, and it's where I'm going for the bulk of my futures plays. Although I'm thinking you just have to make sure uh, that you somehow take a piece of, of Rom or DeChambeau, um just because of the way that they've they've been playing and bombing the ball. And, and I'm going to get to Rom a little bit later too, but. Nothing wrong with taking a couple of those shorter shots, which I will get to, and at least having one of those guys as part of your portfolio this weekend um, and then last year 's winner, Eldrick Tiger Woods, is around thirty to one even north of thirty to one now to win the tournament. obviously it does not bring good course form at all into this one. You can't win it on day one, but you can certainly lose it per VEASAN's show Long Shots, their golf show. The last 15 Masters winners have all finished round one tied for 10th place or better. So that's an interesting stat to keep in mind for your live betting, live market betting. I've dove into this topic pretty deeply several times in the first 100 Doggy Juice Pod episodes, the first 99 Doggy Juice Pod episodes, but just a quick overview of my golfing betting strategy remember it's truly all about finding edges in any market that you are betting in that goes for golf that goes for any sport and that could be golf wise a matchup or a future even a hole-in-one prop but when it comes to golf betting most pros make their hay on matchups and in fact that's where most of the betting value lies whereas finding value on the futures board is more of a rare thing but futures value can indeed be found and Shopping for the best available price, I can't stress this enough. Finding the best number in the market is absolutely key, and quite literally the difference between winning and losing in the long run. So my golf portfolio strategy for any given tournament, I've mentioned this in the past, but I find my quote-unquote horses for the tournament a group of golfers that I identified as having the most value on the betting boards and I bet them on futures to win but I also mix it up you don't just bet them to win you also want to I also bet them top five top 10 top 20 sprinkle the, the investment around so you're not caught pissed off at yourself when they pull a Jim Furyk and finish second place um, and then, of course, I'll look to target those same golfers in matchups. And when they're going up against a golfer that I'm looking to fade in the tournament, and if they're going up against one another in a matchup, of course, it becomes a very strong play. So with that in mind, here are my horses, my golfers, for this most unusual November 2020 Masters. Mentioned him at the top, and my former Doggy Juice Pod guests have a piece of him. And the next golfer I'm going to get to also, but Tony Fino, 33 to 1 at DraftKings and uh, Bet Rivers as well. The candy books have him at 33 to 1 here for you, Illinois bettors. And his top 20 is a great bet at minus 110 at the Canby Books as well. Make sure you fire on that. Fino has been top 10 in the last seven majors, which is pretty insane, and this tournament should play into his hands even more at this time of the year, and he has the ability just like Bryson DeChambeau to just put a little bit more into his swing and have a huge advantage obviously, especially those drivable par 4s and the par 5s in this course. He's historically done well here. He was leading last year, heading into the final day, or maybe he was tied for the lead, but he was in the final group um, heading into the final day last year, and we were on him here on the doggy juice pod last year as well. And of course it was disappointing. They didn't, um, they didn't bring it home, but, um, so Tony Finau is, is one of my favorite plays this week. Hideki Matsuyama 30 to one at the Canby books. And his top 20 is you can find it a plus plus one ten at points bet. And that's the best spot here for the legal Illinois outs. Hideki is an amazing ball striker and one of the best on the tour around the green His putter obviously is his known weakness, but I mentioned at the beginning, it's, Less of a disadvantage for poor putters early on with with the um with the with the rain on the forecast and the rain that we've seen earlier in the week. And if Hadecki does some catch some breaks, he will be right there. Plus you have to believe that the bent grass is better for him putting wise as well. <laughs> Bubba Watson, thirty-three to one at the Canby Books, his top twenty is you can find that at plus 110 at the Canby books. This is Bubba's Course. He's a two-time former winner. He's in great form right now heading into this one. Of course, his price has come down quite a bit, so we're definitely not getting the best of it right now due to his recent form, but I still think there's value betting him here and I love his creativity and I would love to be or to see Watson there as one of the contenders on Sunday. Uh, he's definitely a guy that you want to look to include in your in your futures wagers this weekend. Ricky Fowler Seventy to one at DraftKings and PointsBet and BetRivers as well. Make sure if you're on BetRivers that you're looking at the enhanced markets. There's they have their normal markets with the top five, top ten, top twenty. If you scroll down, you get their enhanced markets and you get the better price there. So definitely make sure you do that and shop around. But um, I think this moved to sixty-six to one at PointsBet when I hammered him. Um, it's seventy to one at PointsBet last night too. But Ricky's top twenty is at two to one plus two hundred at the Camby books. That's a great bet. Really look at, at Joe Pita's um, Masters. He has his proprietary stats on strokes gained and, and his PAR stats. Uh, his performance you know, basically relative to competition. Um, and Ricky has just been fantastic at, at the Masters in recent years, and he's, you can always count on him to putt really well there. So obviously his form's poor. Hasn't been that great this year at all, but that's why we're getting that monster price on Ricky. So you just have to. You're, you're obliged to add Ricky to your portfolio this weekend. <laughs> Moving on to my medium sized horses, Patrick Cantlay, 28 to 1 at the Canby books, and his top 20 is minus 110 at the Canby books.
3: <coughs>
0: Jason Dye, 40 to 1 at FanDuel and Points Bet, and his top 20 is the best at FanDuel at plus 125 the last time I looked. <coughs> Matthew Fitzpatrick, smaller, but at 70-1, to and his top 20 is at plus 190 at points bet Uh, last time I checked, but Matthew Fitzpatrick also putts extremely well at Augusta. And then also smaller plays, just some little sprinkles uh, of pizza money, but Paul Casey and Adam Scott are also two golfers that I have as part of my portfolio this week, so I would love to see one of those guys be in the mix at the end, but finish top 20, that's fine by me as well. And now for my portfolio, I'm also including, like I mentioned earlier, um, some of the shorter shots. John Rahm can find him at plus 10.50 and Rahm obviously two hole-in-ones in in the practice rounds this week, including that absolutely insane ball that skipped across the pond. You can Google that one. That was just insane, but got to figure that Ron might have uh, a lot more confidence after that one. It might be that simple for a guy like that. Obviously, I'm not getting that good of a price, but I really think he's going to be in the mix. So that's a guy that I'm I'm adding um, to my portfolio. One of the shorter shots, and also a small taste on Rory McIlroy at 12 to one or better, because I do think that he's flying under the radar quite a bit right now. And then when it comes to Deschambeau, it's pretty interesting, and you notice this discrepancy right now. I think a lot of it has to do with the book's liability on Deschambeau in the futures markets, because a lot of people got on him early on in the year at a much bigger price to win the Masters. But you're seeing Deschambeau, he's the shortest shot on the board, but he's an underdog in tournament head-to-head matchups, especially against the bigger guys like, obviously, Rahm and, and uh, Dustin Johnson. So those discrepancies make it, you know, if you're looking to hedge with Deschambeau then maybe attack him in one of those matchups, obviously, instead of betting him outright. But um, I will be including um, him, or at least be looking to bet him live early on, especially if he starts out uh, pretty slow on Thursday. But naturally, I'll be including a lot of the aforementioned golfers in a lot of my matchups, like Bubba plus 110 over Patrick Reed is one of those plays. Obviously, Ricky, Finau, and Hideki in matchups as well. But piggybacking a bit off... Joe Pita, a few of his head-to-head tournament matchups I have in pocket are Ian Poulter at minus 120 over Kevin Kisner, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who I've already mentioned, at minus 125 over Louis Oostoisen, and a little slice of the lefty, Phil Mickelson at plus 125 against the bomber Cameron Champ. The canby books, the ones I mentioned, namely DraftKings and Bet Rivers for my Chicagoland listeners, they've shown that they've been ripe for the picking in their round-by-round matchups in the past. I've posted some of these on the Doggy Juice Twitter account earlier this year, but those markets may well throw us some gifts this weekend. So if I find any that are really striking in terms of market value, I'll try to post those up on the Doggy Juice Twitter at Doggy Juice. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast on apple Podcasts, if you haven't done so already and for more master's content i highly recommend you check out the Tail and print podcast over at dimers.com those guys run a terrific podcast over at Tail and print so your bankroll will thank you for giving them a listen and hearing their insight before the final major of the year tease off on thursday morning at augusta And i know that they're simpatico with me and a couple of my plays that i've already mentioned as well so that's it hope you all enjoy it and we have masters going on at the same time as college football in the nfl is this heaven it kind of feels like it. it's gonna be a wild weekend so let's quickly dive into some college football before we close out the podcast with a look at the nfl week 10 board
1: i can feel it all the way down in my plums getting all swollen
0: Miami, Florida looks like it's going to be the odd man out in the ACC title game now after the Notre Dame victory over Clemson last weekend. BYU and Cincinnati are also in a tough spot to get in now in front of a one-loss Notre Dame team should they run the table and then lose to Clemson in the ACC title game, which appears to be the most likely result at this point. The COVID-19 pandemic continues to change the landscape of college football. We've seen a few cancellations this week, namely in the SEC, of course, Alabama, number one, Alabama against LSU. feel really bad for all of those that laid the two and a half with Alabama in the off season. Um, Auburn and Mississippi State's also canceled, and then Texas A&M has a COVID outbreak. They're not squaring off against Tennessee, so it's a nightmare spot for CBS, obviously, on Saturday afternoon, but... Um, Weather is also something to monitor in the couch football landscape this weekend, especially down south with Hurricane Eta, I think I'm not butchering that name, uh, coming right up the Gulf Coast on Saturday or, or heading into Saturday. And remember that wind is what matters uh, more than rain when it comes to totals and betting totals with, with the weather impacting totals. I'm not going to dive as deeply into this weekend's couch football card because this podcast is already running long, obviously, with the 100 100-episode anniversary celebration, but a lot of the value also has been sucked out of the betting board from vultures like me. And But I will leave you with a couple of Saturday plays that still fit from a value perspective. The first one, Virginia Tech over Miami, Florida. Looks like the market consensus as I record this is Virginia Tech money line minus 125 and minus two on the point spread, but I do see that the Canby Books, DraftKings Bet Rivers, are offering minus 122 and minus one and a half. FanDuel's also at one and a half. Looks like minus 114, though. Split that ticket up uh, between money line and point spread, but the Hokies at home in the spot in a game where I I think that the loss to Liberty last week is opening up some market value on the home team, Factor in a tough week for Miami-Florida after the Notre Dame win over Clemson, and I like the home team here to win this game outright in Blacksburg on Saturday morning. Army, plus 5.5, I love me some Tulane, but this line is too high. I make it 2.8 on my numbers, and that's without factoring in uh, the fact that Army is coming into this one with an extra week's rest. This line has actually risen up a point or so since the beginning of the week, so I don't agree with that line move. Army has value here. Anything over plus 4, call it plus 4.5 or better, which is still out there, people. Sprinkle that money line, too, at plus 185. And then... Classic letdown spot for Notre Dame, who I've already talked about. They're playing at Boston College Saturday morning, laying 13 and a half at BC. My numbers make this game around 12, so not quite enough value to overcome that 52.38% that we need to break even in the long term, laying minus 110 juice uh, from a sheer numbers perspective. But the intangibles screen Boston College here, and situationally it's it's obviously a very good spot betting on the home dog here but pay attention to that line because if it does hit two touchdowns that's worthy of a small play on boston college which we may well see all right time to dive in to nfl week 10 the schedule has shifted a bit this week because of the Masters, and it's actually very refreshing to see. To be honest with you, we we only have five early games this week in the 1 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Central Time window. Six late afternoon games, and then of course the primetime game. The Masters is going to be done earlier in the afternoon than we're used to, since it's taking place at the opposite time of the year. Obviously, the Steelers. Uh, The first 8-0 start in franchise history, big bends and knees, though. It's something to watch, like they always are. But this team has the recipe for a deep playoff run, of course, for obvious reasons. An elite defense, a capable quarterback, and strong position players, and a coach and a quarterback who have been there before. Uh, They're in the driver's seat, obviously, when it comes to home field advantage in the AFC and that coveted number one seed in the AFC playoffs. But obviously, we still have a long ways to go. And it's a fun card this week, so without further ado, it's time to jump into the official Doggy Juice Pod Week 10 NFL Plays. Daddy, like Daddy,
1: like
0: I've said this a lot lately, but it bears repeating that it's hard doing a sports betting podcast and giving out NFL plays with value on an episode that I released on a Thursday or even a Wednesday like this one. But I'm going to mention these bets that I have in pocket from the Sunday openers in case the numbers do come back, which they often do. Um, Of course, you don't want to necessarily bet them if the numbers do come back uh, for a clear reason, like a player injury or a positive COVID test to a key player. So look at the reasons for the line move if if they do move back. But obviously sports betting is the exact same as the stock market. You use the information that you have at the time to assess the position that you are looking to take. So, in terms of my NFL portfolio this weekend, I did jump on the Cleveland Browns laying two and a half at home against the Texans. That one's up to three, three and a half right now. Call it good for reduced position at minus three, minus one ten or better, and just for peanuts at minus three, minus one fifteen juice. Uh, the windy forecast in Cleveland on Sunday greatly benefits the Browns, who just played in those conditions a, f- a couple weeks ago, and they're also off their bye week, and it's. Uh, Obviously, they're facing off against a dome team from the warmer weather in the south that prefers to pass with the Sean Watson so that's a, a really strong bet, I think, laying less than a field goal with the Browns coming off their bye. The Raiders at minus 4 showed for me on Sunday. That line is up to minus 5 now, which is more in no man's land. I have that graded out as a take at minus 4 and a stronger position at minus 3, where i I, I look the other way, though, if the line does hit a touchdown. And then the Rams... Rams money line and minus one and minus one ten at home against the Seahawks. That one's up to minus one and one and a half minus two now, but it does look like the line is starting to move back. If the Rams do end up an underdog by by kickoff and you find them at plus one and a half or better later in the week, then they do open up as a great teaser leg. And more on teasers in a second because the teaser card is is a pretty good one this week. But the Rams have already been to the East Coast four times this season, but they've had an entire bye week to rest up for this important divisional matchup. Contrast that with the Seahawks, who are returning from yet another East Coast trip of their own. So i like the Rams here uh, to win this game outright in a spot where I think they should be laying a, around a field goal. So, field goal. So pretty damn good value uh, getting the money line, or even minus one to 110. <laughs> And I do like the under 55 and a half in that Rams Seahawks game. Matchup wise, the Rams have the defensive tools to slow down Russell Wilson. And while the Seahawks, although they have a terrible defense, they actually are set up to slow down Jared Goff more the way that their defense runs. So considering the fact that it's a divisional matchup and these defenses are more familiar with the opposing offense, I like uh, the under here at 55 or better. I think it's worth adding to your NFL portfolio this weekend. It's definitely a plug your nose play where, you know, there's just enough value, but, um, At 55.5, I think, to warrant a play here. uh, You should also make sure that you diversify with some first half under as well because you know how crazy these Russell Wilson endings can get with his big playability at the end of a game. And I know our pal the Sage, a.k.a. Better Call Paul, is on this one too. And that also helps, and also helps that the Dimers bot over at dimers.com also sees value on this one. Check out that quick pick section over at Dimers to see what the Dimers bot algos say for each single matchup, but it's showing a nice 4.6% edge on the under 555 half in this game. And speaking of Dimers, make sure you enter the NFL Sweet Six contest over at Dimers. Answer those six questions correctly and you win cash. It's as simple as that. No gimmicks. It takes 30 seconds to make your picks. All you have to do is hit up free freetoplay.dimers.com. Dot com Register for free, and then try your luck for the $1,000 jackpot prize. For more information on that and the Sweet Six Contest over at Dimers, um, you could check out the beginning of the Doggy Juice Pod episode two weeks ago, and also feel free to reach out to me privately, too, if you have any questions um, about that contest. I would love to see one of you listeners out there get all six questions right and take down that $1,000 this weekend. <laughs> And over that still shows on my stuff right now. And it's another game that I already mentioned. And that's the Raiders and the Broncos game over 52. We're not getting the best of it at 52 right now because this one was sitting at 50 and a half 51 at the opener and early in the week. But since 52 is a relatively key number for a total in the NFL, I still think there's just enough value here to get into play on this one at 52. Um, and if it starts, if the game starts a little slow, it might be worth looking to take a live over in this game, especially considering the fact that the Broncos, for whatever reason, have shown that they have a, a knack for putting up points late in second halves. And the Raiders' offense is a very strong behind car, and the Broncos' defense just isn't what it used to be. So I like that over at 52. And our hometown Chicago Bears. This is rare all of you Doggy Juice Pod loyal listeners know this, but uh, it's very rare, ladies and gentlemen. I think that this is only the second or third time this year that I've I've had a position on our hometown Chicago Bears, but catching a full field goal at home against the Vikings looked to, looks to be a great value play this week. You heard Eric Dewberry mention it on the former uh, guest audio clips earlier in the podcast, but Matt Nagy has fared quite well against the Vikings in the past, and who are the Vikings to be laying three points here? Call it Recency bias with the Vikings' recent results against very poor defenses, but they take a step up this week against the Chicago Bears' defense on primetime Monday night to face our monsters of the midway. This is a great sell-high, buy-low spot with these teams. It's a good buy-low with the Bears, catching plus three or better, and also make sure you snag that money line. I'm seeing plenty of plus 135s out there in the marketplace right now as I record this, so make sure you hammer those. And Another reason to bet this Cousins, Kirk Cousins, outside of his comfort zone, uh, really outside of his comfortable window. He's pretty legitimately OCD. You can Google this stuff, but I know RJ Bell, at RJ Bell, or at RJ in Vegas, I think it is on Twitter. Um, He's been all over this for a while now. These numbers need some updating uh, from last year's numbers, but as of December of last year, Kirk Cousins' career against the spread in the 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Central Time start or start window, he was 32-18-1 against the spread over his career. That's 64% in that window. But in non 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Central Time window games, over his career, 11-22-1 against the spread. That was 33%. Obviously that needs updating. I haven't taken the time to go back and update that, but It still stands that there's something to that, I think, with the way he prepares, and especially when you read more about this guy. So the Bears also, if it means anything, have had his number two recently, especially in in the primetime games in recent years. And you have to think that the Bears' defense is going to be motivated as ever on Monday night. And so in lieu of our pal Sammy Pease play on the under 45, which I also like as well, take a look at the Vikings' team total under on Monday night it's only fitting that we get to recommend a play on our hometown chicago bears on the 100th episode of the doggy juice pod but i do see plus three minus 118 out there at the canby books as i'm recording this so wait for it to come down even more make sure you shop around but that's a go that's good to go plus three minus 118 of my stuff you can hammer it right now maybe take some of the position now and then wait to see if it gets even better into the weekend but that baby's good bears plus three <laughs> And closing up with teasers, because we have a very nice week of teasers that fit our classic Stanford-Wong advantage teaser model of teasing through the key numbers of 3 and 7 on both legs of a two-team, six-point NFL teaser. And here are the games that fit. The Colts up from plus 2 to plus 8 on Thursday night. The Steelers were there. At, you can get them, or you could get them, from minus seven and a half down to minus one and a half in a lower total in the game with the Steelers defense. That was a pretty good look. But now Big Ben has the COVID scare, so this game's off the board. And so, it, you know, as, as I'm recording this on Wednesday, so it's, uh, it's something you really just can't uh, get to right now, but it's something to keep in mind the Steelers. The Bills, from plus 2 to plus 8 fits, but that game has the highest total on the board of 56, so it decreases the relative value of each respective point that you're teasing up through. But from a sheer number standpoint, that does still fit. The Chargers, from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5, that's a somewhat lower total at 47.5. I can't believe I'm calling that a lower total, but that's the way things are here in 2020. Uh, but the Chargers at plus 3 would uh, be decent standalone value on my stuff, but I will definitely include the Chargers on teasers this week and ask them to do what they do best, and that's keep the game close and find some way to lose in in ridiculous, unexpected fashion at the very end, but still keep the game within one score, of course, in the process. The Seahawks from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half does fit the classic bundle, but as you know, as I said earlier, um, I see value on the Rams this week, so I will not be teasing the Seahawks up this week unless some unexpected news drops before the game starts, of course. The Ravens, you could get down to minus seven, or sorry, from minus seven to minus one, minus seven and a half to minus one and a half in a game with a lower total in the low 40s. That's a better value, obviously, but historically, it's not as strong to tease down road favorites with the classic Stanford Wong teaser model, but I don't mind it too much this week, uh, teasing the Ravens down. And then, of course, the aforementioned Chicago Bears, standalone value at plus three, but you could tease them up from plus 2.5 to plus 8.5, with a lower total at 44.5, 45, makes it even more worth it. And of course, uh, like I mentioned, there's standalone value on the Bears. Make sure you shop around and get that full field goal, though. So I love the Bears as a teaser leg this week. So I will be including the Colts. I have some uh, Steelers already, but obviously we can't add on the Steelers right now. I'll also be including Chargers, the Ravens, and the Bears on my teaser legs this week. But I think the strongest legs this week are the Colts and the Chargers and the Bears all the way through the 3 and the 7. And for this week's official Doggy Juice Pod teaser of the week, let's call it the Colts up to plus 8 on Thursday night and the Chicago Bears on Monday night up to plus 8.5 consensus. You can get up to plus 9 if you can do it at the Canby books, but obviously you have to worry about laying more vig there. But uh, Colts plus eight and Bears plus eight and a half is how we will grade it. We're going to look to move to six and two on our official Doggy Juice Pod teasers of the week for the 2020 NFL season. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod, episode number 100. As always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DoggyJuice and make sure you remember to enter the Dimers Sweet Six this weekend over at dimers.com. It's totally free and if you go six for six answering those questions you can take home that cool $1,000. College basketball is right around the corner. We have a late start this year but we're only two weeks away to the day from opening tip-off so next week I will take my first plunge into college basketball. As an Iowa alumni, it's It's extremely exciting this year for me because my Hawkeyes are sitting right up there at the top of every preseason board that you can find and on the March Madness Futures boards too. It's going to be a very fun and interesting year for college hoops as we dive into the 2020-2021 season. Thank you very much for listening. Please spread the good word. We've come such a long way in the first 100 episodes, and I want to see this thing keep growing. So please, if you've gotten anything of value or want some money or learned anything on this podcast over the last two plus years in our first 100 episodes, all I ask of you is to pay it forward in one way right now. Either share it with a friend, leave a review on Apple Podcasts click on that five-star rating if you haven't already it would mean the world to me i'm really excited to see where this thing goes i'm not planning on stopping anytime soon in fact we've only just begun baby thank you again for listening from the bottom of my heart i appreciate it more than you will ever know let's do this Finao matsuyama baby Woo! i'll talk to you all next week good luck with your bets this weekend doggy juice out